This is the gift that he decided to give the American people. What the hell is going on? Wrong. Wrong. Drugs? Wrong. Healthcare? Wrong. A wall? Wrong. Republicans? Wrong. Democrats? Wrong. Wrong. They're not Wrong. sending their best. Wrong. Best, best, best. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location. From deep within the CSU headquarters in a studio almost hot enough to melt steel beams, this is Everybody's Wrong. Welcome back, everyone. This is not episode five. We have been on a long hiatus. Too long, if you ask me. So as we gear up to get the show back on track, we just wanted to give an update on everything that's been going on. We've missed a lot of stuff. And excuse my voice today, I'm a little under the weather. But we are back on what has to be the strangest of all unofficial American holidays, September the 11th. And you can say it's not a holiday, but everyone seems to treat it like one. Go on social media and tell me I'm wrong. Obviously, it was an enormous tragedy, but over the years, it's become a very weird tradition. We're like two years away from cookouts and wishing everybody a happy 9-11. And one of the weirdest things for me, I mean, apart from the memes and the inspirational pictures and the reliving the moments of where were you when you heard, is the constant reminders to never forget. No one is forgetting. Walk outside, ask literally anyone. Find me one person that has no idea what you're talking about. We all remember. Now, this year, I, for one, found an excellent gift in my 9-11 stocking. John Bolton has left the White House. Now, I've said before, I don't get the impression that John Bolton is a bad guy. His mustache is one of the all-time greats. But he's a war hawk, and he's a huge fan of regime change, and he has no business being anywhere near foreign policy decisions. Super happy he's fired. And side note to that story, Bolton's influence was so great that the price of oil dropped when he got fired. That tells you a lot about how much the Middle East was paying attention to what he was doing and saying. In the coming days, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of reasons and he said, she said over why he got fired. It seems to have something to do with the negotiations uh, to pull out of Afghanistan. Bolton seemed against the idea, which is a shock to no one. But whatever the reasoning, he's gone and that's good. One of the reasons for the lengthy absence uh, concerns one of our contributors, a uh, good friend of the show. I don't want to go into detail too much because, honestly, it's, it's not my story to tell. But they were dealing with a lot and ended up in a very dark place they felt they couldn't get out of. Now, they, they did make it. They survived the attempt. But it was a reminder of how bad things can get when someone doesn't get help for depression. I've had my own dark times and I've known people that sadly never made it back from it. So if there's anyone listening and they're dealing with depression or anxiety or anything that might make you feel like you don't have options, I encourage you to call someone, reach out to someone, you know, maybe family or friends, even internet friends that you don't really know. Tell somebody if you're not comfortable with that, for whatever reason, call the suicide prevention line. That number is 1-800-273-8255. There are always options. There's always some way out. The number again is 1-800-273-8255. And like I said, this particular instance more or less ended up okay 
but it was a it was a very, it was a shock to everybody, and it was a lot to deal with. So we decided to step back for a little bit. We also used the time to try to find a better way to format the show. While we enjoyed the conversations and we managed to learn a lot from them, we felt we were missing too many things. So much is happening in the world and we weren't talking about it. So we wanted to keep the conversations and guests, but we're trying to find a better balance of those things. Speaking of guests, I actually started to invite Britt Blevins back to the show today to talk about Miss Monopoly. Which, if you haven't heard, there's a new version of the classic Monopoly game that favors female players. In addition to changes, like instead of buying property, you invest in things that were originally invented by women. But when you pass go, men still get the classic $200, but women will get $240. Now, I I personally don't care about the game specifically. A lot of the reaction I've seen ranges from confused to unapproving. A lot of female backlash on Twitter felt that it was stupid and heavy-handed, which is more what I wanted to get into. Hasbro has recently released a socialism version, too, that was apparently very unflattering to socialists. So I'm not sure what has changed in their creative department. They've been putting out shitty versions of Monopoly for years, normally tied in with some niche interest TV shows or dogs or there was a Fallout version. None of them are as good as the original, so I don't really care about the game or any of that. But I was curious on people's reaction to it. Also, while reading about Ms. Monopoly, they kept referring to the outdated Mr. Monopoly, which I didn't know what that was. I thought that was something CNN had made up. Apparently, in 99, they changed the mascot's name from the more original... Uncle Pennybags to just Mr. Monopoly. But maybe in the future we can uh, we can get her opinion on that game. I would be curious to hear her thoughts. We're also trying to work on different uh, technology solutions for remote guests so that we don't have to have everybody trek all the way to the studio. Hopefully that will give us a uh, wider range of people to talk to. The last thing I want to touch on is election coverage. I've had a few people ask me if that's something we're going to continue to cover. And yes, we touched on it in the beginning initially, and then I had planned on staying away from it until it really got down to where it mattered. When you've got 20 people in a debate stage, it doesn't matter. But we will cover it more near the end of the year, and especially uh, once primary season actually gets started, it's definitely something we'll talk about. And I know that bothers some people because the whole process seems very unlibertarian or too statist. And those are reasonable points, but it's a thing that's happening. And even if you are very anti-establishment, you need to know who these people are and what they're trying to do in order to be able to counter that. And I will also add that there is a pretty fair chance that the Democrats are going to win in 2020. So if you're looking to make an argument against their plans, you should probably know what their plans are. So hopefully we'll be back next week to actually cover some stories and it's not just me rambling on for 10 minutes. We appreciate everybody who stuck it out or came back, and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening.